1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Joseph Juranovic is linked with a move away from Celtic. Calvin Bassey says he's happy to play anywhere for Rangers. And Ian Maxwell says Steve Clark has the SFA's backing. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon Deal. Yeah, but at the time of the season, Andrew, I'm sure every supporter of all clubs throughout Scotland wake up every morning to see if they've added to their squad or one or two players leaving. Obviously today, the big news um, coming out of Celtic, the fact Juranovic, Albenta, Interesting to hear what the Celtic fans' uh, thoughts on that are. I'm sure they will be desperate to hold on to him. He's a terrific player, and I'll be very surprised if he does leave Celtic. I think it would take a big, big offer. And Liam Scales, a young lad that came in, um, didn't play a lot of football last year. Decent ability. I think that's a good sign for Aberdeen and Jim Goodwin. Yeah, it looks as if a few deals are edging closer as well. Alexandro Bernabe, the Argentinian left-back, looks as if he could be on his way to Celtic very shortly. Of course, Alan McGregor signed a new one-year deal at Rangers yesterday. As you say, Liam Scales moving to Aberdeen. St Mirren have made a signing of their own today. So there's loads going on, Gordon. Yeah, it's always a busy time for, for managers and chief execs. You know, you look at your squad, you start planning for the following season. Uh, sometimes you've got to concentrate on first and foremost. Like if you look at the way Rangers went about their business, it's not about bringing people in, it was more about keeping people in the building, uh, especially the experienced guys, and I thought that was a lot of good business getting done there so far, but I would expect signings, you look at the wide area for Rangers, especially in the right hand side, I think they'll need another striker in there to give them a bit of cover, because these teams, Rangers and Celtic, play so many games throughout the season, Andrew, you're looking at Celtic maybe thinking about a goalkeeper left back position Greg Taylor's been absolutely brilliant there with skills now leaving it's a little bit short I know that you know Juranovic can go over there and play um, so it'll be interesting to see but as I say you wake up this morning and some of the papers run story with Juranovic making down to English Premier League I'm sure he would love to go and play at that level but just after winning uh, in his first season, won the league, Champions League there, the, the carrot there for him. He's been terrific for them. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised that other teams would be looking and really would like to take him on board, but I've just got a funny feeling that he, he enjoys Celtic. Well, let us know what you think on any of these topics or anything else you want to talk to us about 0141951 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. We'll start on that Juranovic topic because it was an interesting one. It came out last night, journalist Fabrizio Romano, who's sort of well-renowned on Twitter as a bit of a transfer guru. He's got millions and millions of followers. He'd tweeted out saying that it was his understanding Juranovic was expected to leave Celtic this summer with plenty of interest from across Europe and the Premier League. Juranovic obviously came in, had a very good season at Celtic. I'm not sure he was one that many Celtic fans would have thought would be moving away so soon after arriving at the club. Yeah, I don't think he will. Uh, I could totally be wrong in that because money talks, we all know that. And let's not be kidded, every player that comes over here, you, they, they've got one eye on the, the English Premier League or wherever it may be, especially English Premier League because of the riches down there, the clubs, the amount of money. And you can't blame players for going and earning as much money as they possibly can. But he's had a terrific season in his first season at Celtic. 
He's a fan's favourite. He's a fantastic talent. Celtic will be keen to really hold on to him. Um, as I say, it's a compliment uh, for any player that if you're getting linked with other clubs, but that doesn't mean to say you're going to leave. Um, I think it would take something massive to take him away from Celtic, especially with the fact that, as I said, I think he likes one, working under Postacoglu, as most players do at Celtic. The Champions League group stages are there as well, another carrot hanging in front of him. So, uh, look, all players leave clubs, but I can't see it this season unless, as I say, something big comes in. Yeah, he's got a four year or four years left on his contract. I think it goes through to 2026. He's a Croatian international. The fact that he is a, a regular for starter for Celtic, Ange Postacoglu and Celtic will be thinking if he is to leave, it's going to have to take a big bid to lure him away. I, I totally agree. I, I think that Celtic are in a terrific position. They hold all the aces. He's on a long term contract. Uh, money is listen we all know money talks um, and I keep going back to it it's a compliment that, that people are looking at him and really so because didn't know a lot about the lad we know he's a creation internationalist we know he's an experienced player I think he's around about 26 mark the prime his career that's a great age to be at um, he's had one year in Scotland he looks like a lad that's enjoyed his year at Celtic. Um, you know, he's he's been taken by the fans. The fans really appreciate everything he does. Champions League's there as well. Uh, yeah, you never can say never in this game, but I'll be very surprised if he's still not at Celtic at the start of the season. For all that, Anthony Ralston had a, a real breakthrough season at Celtic and had some impressive stats going forward in terms of goals and assists. When it came to the big, big games... Ange Postacoglu always seemed to rely on Juranovic at right back when he had his, his full selection of players we saw Juranovic yes play at left back at times when they had injury problems but when it came to the big games and he had his full defence fit it looked as if Juranovic was his, his first choice right back as yeah, well right, Yeah, uh, take nothing away from young Ralston um, you know this is a young lad that we thought was going out the door before Ange Postacoglu walked in the door what a season he's had um, you know, at the end there with Scotland cap and scoring his, his first goal for his country, he's been terrific. But if you're picking your best fullback in the club, then it's definitely for me, Juranovic. I think he's just one of those talented players. He's got everything in his locker. Um, and as I said, it's a compliment that people are looking at you. He's got that versatility as well. The fact, as I said, he played at right back. He looked comfortable at left back as well. If clubs were to be looking at him, I suppose that's something that's just an added bonus on top of what else he offers. Yes, um, that's the one good thing about players, and especially experienced players. He does look comfortable in both positions. Uh, he's one of these lads that I think also you could look at him in an off game, one off game, maybe in the middle of the park. He's just, he's a very talented footballer. He's got everything in a modern day game that you need. Uh, and as I say, he's a very experienced internationalist. So, yeah, terrific player. And I think he is obviously a number one full back at Celtic. But take nothing away from Ralston. He'll be sure he'll be pushing them all the way. Well, let's hear from you. 0141951 on the phones. John is a Celtic fan up first in Cope Bridge. John, what do you make of this chat about Juranovic? Hi, hi Andrew. Hi, Daza. How are you doing? Hi, John. Good, thanks, John. Hi. Uh, as I was, I was talking to the producer there, as I say, I think this guy is, is a quality player, as you said, Daza there. But I think it would take a bid in the region of the TMS money for Celtic to contemplate selling him. Only played maybe two and a half million for him, but this guy is, is I think he's, he's fantastic. As you said, Daza, you play this guy anywhere, you know I mean, he's, he's, he's quality right now, he's a very confident player. Just want to know what you think, much. 
what the fee would be if Celtic decided to sell him, but I hope he doesn't go. Right, I've learned one thing in this programme, never get caught up in saying what the fee would be. Um, it's up to Celtic to decide that. But I, I totally agree. I think he's a very intelligent footballer. I think that's why he's so good, and that's why I think he can play in numerous positions for me. Um, I don't think he'd let you down the middle of the park. He can play right back, he can play left back, he could probably begin and play as a centre half. He's just got everything in his locker. Uh, yeah, I, look, John, I said that money talks. If someone come in with offer that they come in with Tierney, uh, money certainly would talk at that sort of price. But I think that um, it's like everyone else, there'll be rumours going about. I don't see this lad leaving Celtic unless it is mind-blowing money type thing. Not just for Celtic, but for Juranovic as well. Because it's short career. I know they're way well play- paid, but you've got to make sure by the time you end that career, you've had every opportunity to make as much as you possibly can. There's nothing up with that. But I just, I've got a feeling, and I could be totally wrong by the, the start of the season, I think he's happy at Celtic. John? I, I totally agree with that. I think I, I, the way, I mean, a couple of times he, he's been, his interviews, I've heard them four or five times speaking, and he, as he, he, I think he loves working under, as you say, working under Ange. And I'm hoping he stays for another, another two seasons at least, but I mean, because he, he's a quality. And I actually agree with you there, Daz. I think you could play him centre half two or three, but I mean, he's, he's a very intelligent football player. But uh, as I say, we Anthony Ralph has been doing great, but this guy is, he's got quality written all home. But as I say, I hope he doesn't go, but as I said, if, I think I'd be looking at the materialist money if, if Celtic were contemplating selling which uh, as you said, he likes what under Ange, and I just hope the guy does stay. So I do. Yeah, Gordon, you can always try and you know look into the mind of a footballer and see well you know is the the potential of well the fact that Celtic are going to be in the Champions League group stages does that mean he would want to stay at the club? Is the lure of the the Premier League so big? But a lot of the time that doesn't really matter. It all comes down to whether there is a club out there that are just able to offer the money that that Celtic would accept for them. Yeah, um, money does talk. We know that, but I think it's a case of. The Champions League, if you go into the Champions League, Andrew, and you have a very good time in the Champions League, your stock rises. You know, there'd be more than one or one club that were talking, I think, Southampton. Whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. But if he plays in the Champions League and he plays the way he can, the ability, and he sticks out in that, um, all of a sudden, it's a, it's a different ball game for him. I see him being there, as I said, he's 26 He's got bags and bags of time. Uh, he's only been at Celtic one season. He's won the, he's won the league. He's won a double. Uh, he's in the Champions League group stages. Doesn't get any better than that just now. The only thing that will lure probably Juranovic away would be the fact that Celtic would get such an offer for him that they would have to accept it and the lad would get such an offer that obviously looking towards his career to make as much money as he can and there's nothing up with that This isn't exclusive to Juranovic but it's a point for him that you're looking at the fact the World Cup is halfway through this season Croatia are going there as a player if you've got your mind on the World Cup and thinking I want to be there I want to be in the squad if he knows if he's going to stay at Celtic he's got a good platform to perform in the Champions League group stages he knows that the manager likes him and is likely to play him 
could that then be a risk if, if he then moves and thinks well you know what there's no guarantee that I could go elsewhere and, and might not get the game time that may affect my chances of playing at the World Cup No I, mean, I certainly think he's got the ability to play in a team like Southampton and, and probably a few more in the English Premiership week in week out I've no doubts in that because I do think the lad's got very good ability um, you've got to take and everybody just takes into consideration you know uh, would he want to go to the English Premiership of course you want to play at the the highest level but if you're happy at a club you've got time in your side you're looking forward to which could be a very exciting season for them i.e. Champions League World Cup you can you can you, your stock rises if you keep producing the goods and all of a sudden next season you know and he's another year into Celtic contract and remember Celtic hold all the cards here because of the length of contract then that'd be a case of maybe saying, right, okay, I'm going to look at my options now. I'm, cards on the table, I'll be surprised if he was thinking of leaving Celtic just now. Well, thank you to John, 01419511025. If you want to get in touch, Ross is a Celtic fan up next. And Pollock, Ross, what do you make about this speculation over Juranovic? Uh, hi Gordon, Andrew, hope you are well um, No, I, I'm totally with the last caller I don't think he's got any ambition in leaving Celtic at all um, Just what you said there Andrew I think if he's going to have any ambition to leave Celtic Surely you would want to play in the Champions League first Get a good season under, under your belt Play for your country at a World Cup And then in a year's time if he wants to leave Then I think he would go and have the Celtic fans uh, good wishes But I think he is the best right back in this country And I think he's probably one of the best right backs that Celtic, Celtic have had in a while um, I, I do. I do like him. I think he's. I think he's tremendous. Ange Postecoglou is obviously trying to build something at Celtic. Mm. He's only had two transfer windows to do that so far. This is his third. He'll be desperate to hold on to the players that he thinks fit his system very well. I, I, I could be wrong. I don't know much about the lad and the way he is, but he, he looks a, a very uh, top professional to me, Andrew. Celtic are keeping back to if you're sitting there holding the cards with the, the, the contracts, you do, you get to a stage and you know, even if Geranovic was saying to Celtic and Postagogo, look, you know, my, my, my end game is to go and try and play in the English Premiership. I'm sure that Celtic could easily sit down and say, yeah, we totally understand that because a lot of players are like that. Of course they are, that's where they want to play and you, there's nothing up with it. They could sit down and say, look, give us one good year here. Um, you can cash in, we can cash in. And plus the fact you've got them for the Champions League, you've got the World Cup to look forward to. Um, the only, as I say, the only reason I think he will leave, and I don't, before we get any further, I don't think he will leave. But money does talk. And if a crazy offer comes in for him, then Celtic are a business. Celtic need to sit down and listen to that. And if that was the case, then the lad would need to sit down and weigh up his options of the size of contract he would get. I'm, I don't think he's at that stage just now. I don't think he's even worried about it. I think he's, he'll be enjoying his break. I think he'll be looking forward to getting back. It's exciting six months coming up right away with the, the group stages, the World Cup to look forward to, Andrew. So you want to be settled. I've just got a feeling that we'll be addressing this maybe next season if he plays as well as he possibly can. Ross, in terms of incomings, are there any areas in particular that you're hoping Ange Postacoglu will target over the next few weeks? Yeah, and I still feel like a striker maybe is what we need. Um, not saying that the, that Kyogo or Gio Marcus isn't good enough. I just think that we're still a bit short in that area. Um, so I definitely think if we're going to 
Is uh, Maeda an, an option Europe? up there for you as well as a sort of third? I know he can play out wide as well, but would you have him in there as a, a potential option? Or are you still thinking that you know there needs to be another recruit in there? No, I like Maeda out, out in the left or the right. So I think for me, Kyogo and Geomarcus as our first two options. But I do feel like to, to challenge in the Champions League, you're going to need somebody with a bit more quality. Um, so I do feel like another striker's potentially needed in there. Is that an area you think Celtic will target Gordon? Because you look at Kyogo hit the ground running. He's come mm-hmm. in, scored a lot of goals. Shakimakis took a bit of time, but ended up as the joint top goal scorer in the league alongside Regan Charles Cook. Is that an area you think Ange Postacoglu will be desperate to bring someone in, or do you think there's maybe other areas that Celtic will be targeting first? I, I certainly think with the departure of Skills, and I know that you can argue Skills didn't play a big part last year, but he was always there as a backup as well. We've touched on Juranovic can go and play on the left-hand side, Ralston can play on the right in case anything happens to Taylor. But because of the amount of games, and I said it earlier, the amount of games Rangers and Celtic play throughout a season, you need a big, big squad. Um, I would certainly be looking at the left-back position. I'd probably be looking at centre-half positions. And I totally agree with Ross. Um, I don't think you can have enough really good strikers uh, in your squad, especially with the amount of games that Celtic are going to play. So, yeah, Maeda for me, is a wider player. I don't think he looks as comfortable as a centre forward I think he looks better in the sort of coming off the flanks the wide areas and scoring his goals and causing problems with his pace so without a shadow of doubt Ange Postacoglu is like every manager in the league you always want more you want a good squad and you want strength and depth and that's what he'll be looking for Ross Gordon touched there on left back there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of weeks about Alexandro Bernabe who's a 21 year old left back from Argentina certainly noises out of Argentina today that that appears to be moving closer a verbal agreement between the two clubs and the fact that he could be coming in may well have played his last game for Lanus over there is that something you're excited about is he a player you know too much about uh, no, I've, I've actually seen it today for the first time So I've actually only just heard about it So I don't really know much about him But I just feel like the boy scales I think he was good to play for Celtic And I, I feel like I'm a bit disappointed that he's away out on loan But I get obviously Ange is, is looking in terms of game time to improve him But if this left-back's coming in Then yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be all behind it If that's what Ange is looking for So yeah, I'm looking forward to it yeah, Liam Scales came in and made a bit of an impact I remember him scoring away at Tanadice Gordon, yeah. the fact that Ange Postacoglu has seen him across the whole season the fact he's seen him in training, he's given him a few opportunities, I think it was maybe 13 games in all competitions he played, didn't start every single one of those, but clearly Ange Postacoglu is, is thinking well either he, he needs to develop a bit more or he's maybe not an option that he's looking at long term. I think he's 23 now, so it's not as if he's a, a teenager anymore. Certainly Ange Postacoglu feels that he needs better quality in that left-back yeah. position. Yeah, and especially the way he likes his full-backs to play. And you've got to take into consideration uh, the form of Taylor at left-back. Uh, it wasn't everybody's cup of tea, Taylor. But he certainly had a, a, a very good season, Andrew, indeed. I think Ross hits the nail on the head. I think that the boy needs games. He's not played a lot of football at Celtic. And as a player, especially at the age of 23, you're not classed as a, a youngster then. You need to be working hard Monday to Friday to play on a Saturday or a Sunday, whatever the games may come along. 
And I think that's a good bit of business for everyone concerned. One, I think it's good for Aberdeen because obviously they're looking to cover the full-back positions. They brought the lad in from Nottingham Forest to cover Ramsey as well on the right-hand side. They've got skills on the left. He can play left-centre-back. And Aberdeen are a good club and they'll be hoping to do a bit better this season. They had a poor, poor season. But I think that's a good bit of business for everyone concerned. Celtic to get the boy out and get him games. Skills to play. And I think he will make Aberdeen a bit better. Well, I'm, I'm sure he will because it can't be any worse. Well, thank you to Ross. We'll be hearing a bit from Calvin Bassey after the break. We want to hear from you as well. 0141 951 1025. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 0141-951-1025 If you want to give us a call or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB That's what Jim McLaughlin's done he said, weird one, off to Alloa tonight to watch the Jags. Seems ridiculously early. Didn't even realise there was pre-season friendlies on no already. Way. But here we go, 21st of June. And Partick Thistle have actually just tweeted out their starting lineup for it as well. So would you have been having that as a player, 21st of June for your first pre-season friendly? Uh, uh, no, I'd have still been on a beach somewhere. Magaluf was my favourite. I, 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 I don't think we need to hear any no, no, more no, stories no, no, about no, you and Magaluf. It's all about the weather. I used to go with, <laughs> I used to go with the lads after the season finished. And uh, I... Uh, Magaluf would be my pick but I'm a lot older now so wouldn't be bothered with that but it's incredible as you said Andrew I would never have guessed that that you know the, the, the players nowadays but they look after themselves brilliantly even at levels you know going down the leagues we always talk about the Premier League we talk about the top lads and the international players give credit to some of the lower division teams and players because I, I know a lot of them now and the way they handle their cell and they someone look after, they take the, the game really, you know, they love the game, it's not their, their, their bread and butter, they play it for a love of it, but they really look after themselves. Well, we're hearing a bit from Calvin Bassey, uh, so give us a call on 01419511025 if you've got any thoughts. We'll go straight back to the phones now. Paul is a Celtic fan in Kirk and Tillich. Paul, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, hi, how you doing, guys? Uh, I'm just one it's regarding the the talk to do with Josip Juranovic uh, and some people have already got them sold I think uh, I want to stick up a wee bit for the Scottish players that are at the club and generally the, the, the guys that come from Scotland as well uh, now I want Juranovic to stay I, I don't I don't really want Celtic to sell end of the round but I think that sometimes in this country we get duped into thinking because they come from another country Croatia is quite a kind of Trendy country that's for selling players that we actually write off the Scottish guys or the guys that have been at the club and the guys that have been doing well. I mean, Juranovic has made a few big rewards this year, but it seems to be a bit forgotten about because he's done his wee Penenka penalty and he, he, the songs and stuff, you know. And I just feel, I feel he's, it, it maybe suit the Champions League better because uh, he's an attacking defender. Don't think he's a great defending defender. So, Paul, would you rather it was Anthony Ralston that had that spot in the Celtic starting lineup going forward? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I, what I'm saying is, I think that people would forget about Anthony Ralston a wee bit, and they just they've got Juranovic in front of him. I mean, he, he has he's a few a few blotters. and we're not not the only ones that do it across the road. There's a couple of guys that have had a handful of good games who they wanted to try another world beaters like Bassey. 
easily the best centre half in the world now. Uh, forget about the guys that was already there. I just think they're a wee bit quick in this country to because they've been signed and they're foreign to disregard the, the guys there that, are, that maybe do a better bread and butter job. I mean. Josip Juranovic is is a regular now mm. for Croatia who have a very good national side we've seen that in, in recent big tournaments Gordon I've not heard too much criticism of, of Juranovic over the season but I suppose that's Paul's point he's saying yeah. that he sees a, a different side to Juranovic yeah, that yeah. other people don't see probably sees him uh, more than us Andrew if he goes to the games look I, I don't care if he's from the United States of Arabic um, <laughs> or wherever he is from I, I look at ability. Uh, I, I said earlier in this show that I think Ralston has had a fantastic season. We touched on, you know, getting his goal for Scotland and the caps and whatever he made done. He's been brilliant for them. A guy that you would imagine would have been out the door before, you know, just before Postacoglu was coming in. You would no future whatsoever for Ralston. So um, I, I disagree with Paul there. I think we do give as much credit. Uh, I think Greg Taylor, for instance, who we had phone calls uh, during the season criticising Taylor and we praised him, the way he's come about it, how he stood up to that, that challenge, playing under Postacoglu. So I do think that these young Scots, and I'm delighted because they're, they're Scottish players, they play for the, the country, so I'm delighted that they do get the credit, recommendation. I really think that they are very good players, but if I, if I was a game tomorrow and it was the most important game for Celtic, Juranovic would be the number one right back without a shadow of doubt and I think it would be very hard to argue with that because he is a better all-round football player. Yeah, Paul, Ange Postacoglu seemed to be picking Josip Juranovic over Anthony Ralston when it came to the big games, especially towards the end of the season when Juranovic was fit and Ralston was fit and he had the choice between the two. Surely it wouldn't be a case of Ange Postacoglu picking him just because he's from a, a trendy country, as you say. No, I think he picks him for different games, I think. I think, uh, well, take the take the last Celtic Rangers game at Ibrox. Uh, the, the terrible start was caused by Juranovic's his positional sense was was way off, and that's what let, that's what let Rangers in. Yeah. In Europe, before uh, numerous times he gave the ball away, a lot of times he's out at my goal. But I'm not one of the guy. I want the guy to stay, but I, I don't think he's he's not a finished article by far. I think, again, a, a great attacking defender, defending defender, I'm not convinced. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I can remember the game. It was that... Uh world-class player Bassey that you spoke about putting the ball inside, I think it was for Kent. He got, he got off to a unbelievable start. Juranovic was probably one of the the worst 20-30 minutes uh, his Celtic career. I thought he was all over the place. I don't know what happened to him. But I think overall when you see the season he's had, what he's brought to Celtic, the player that, that he is, I just think he's a top, top quality player. I, I, I totally understand everybody wants to keep the fact that, you know, Ralston will be there fancying his chances to, you know, and, and I think what's happened to Ralston is he's come up to the challenge of Juranovic to say, right, OK, I need to be, every time I get an opportunity with this Celtic jersey right back, 
I've got to make the best of it. And I think that's helped him. And I will bet you any money that Anthony Ralston would be the first to admit that, that the competition there, because as a player, competition is brilliant for you. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps you working hard every single day at training. You've got to make sure that the manager's noticing you and training and the games and keeping the pressure on. But uh, listen... I don't know one player that's went through the season and you couldn't pick faults in, a, in games, you know, whether it be two, three, four, five games, whatever. But overall, I think Juranovic has been a terrific signing for Celtic. And I do think after his first year in the country, remember, it's his first year at Celtic. So for me, I think he will get better next year well thank you to Paul 01419511025 if you've got anything on your mind let's turn our attentions to Calvin Bassey he's been speaking well away on international duty he says he's happy to play in any position after impressing at both left back and centre back this season he also says missing out on Nigeria's Africa Cup of Nations squad at the start of this year proved to be a big motivation for him obviously it was very disappointing but um, I knew I just needed to work harder and and just try out my game and um, hopefully I'm guessing that's why I'm here. Hopefully I've done that and I've caught the coach's eyes. Honestly, I just like to play football. I just love playing football. So whether the ma- manager puts me striker, I just, I'm going to go there and give everything I've got. I just love playing football. Um, and I just, sometimes I just feel like it depends what um, a coach wants from me. You know, the, you've, you've seen many players. You've got Milner, for example. They change his position. Um, sometimes he's playing centre mid. Sometimes he's playing on the left. So it just depends what who you're playing against and what the manager wants from you. Yeah, we talk about versatility in players quite a lot, Gordon. And sometimes it can be seen as a downside if a player's young and he's coming through and he's maybe not got a specific position that he's cemented in. But Calvin Bassey has shown that his versatility looks like a like a good, a very good thing because he's he's been able to play very comfortably at, at left back and centre back, and really it gives Giovanni Van Bronckhorst a big decision to make going forward. I, I was starting to believe him there when he said that he could play centre forward. He, he just sounds a he sounds a young lad that. Uh, he's he's grateful in the fact that he's at a team that believes in him he's been brilliant for them he loves playing football he enjoys playing football um, I, I, you know a lot of players get into the game to earn as much money as they can I, I think obviously like everything else it's nice to earn money but I think this guy just loves um, you know pulling on a strip and getting out there and producing at the beginning when I, when I watched him at, at Rangers I always thought left centre back was not his best position I thought down the left hand side up and down the pitch but I, I, I couldn't really decide now because I think he's he's been absolutely brilliant in both positions uh, I get back to we were all talking about the, the, the games that Rangers had on the Thursday and getting into extra time and then you see him at Hamden and I remember sitting watching him in extra time he was the fittest lad in the pitch up and down and up and down I couldn't believe where he got the energy from um, and and he's a little bit for, like me for like Juranovic. I think he's only going to get better. I think he's got everything, everything to be a top top player now. The one thing he needed was game time. That's what he needed. He needed a club that was going to give him games. Uh, he he became 
a regular in the team. In fact, he became one of the first picks, and rightly so, because his performances uh, merited that, Andrew. Uh, and I think this boy, this boy can go all the way for me. Would you expect that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has one position in his head that he wants to play him consistently at and develop him in, or will it be a case of just taking it in a game-by-game basis and, and what suits what game and, and what opponent? Yeah, it'd be interesting to, to know the thoughts of the Rangers manager uh, about uh, Bassi and his positions, because as I said, I was always in favour of the left-back berth for me. Going up and down there, I thought he'd everything, all the quality, could pick a pass, but some of his performances in the, the defence look like Juranovic when I think it was Paul that came on and spoke about well there's one one or two times that he get caught up in and you know he caused a goal or whatever and that happened to Bassi of course it did I think I get back to one in Europe where he was defensively poor as well but that happens to players and this is a young player that's learning his trade as well and as I say until I came to Rangers this is probably the most responsibility he's had. He's playing in front of 49,000 plus every second week. A club that demands so much week in, week out for you to perform. And I think he's just he's just taking that challenge on and uh, he's been brilliant for them. You wonder if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will, will even be looking defensively for any more recruits. Would you imagine that he seems pretty happy? John Suter's come in. Calvin Vassy has obviously had, you know, mm. emerged over the last six months or so as a really good option at both centre back and left back. Would you expect there to be any more business done by no. that Rangers backline, especially with Connor Goldson signing on again? I, I, I think the, the the introduction of Suter and obviously the fact that uh, Goldson that was the question mark. Was he going to leave? And I think everybody they thought he was uh, but he decided that you know his future just now is at Rangers I look at Rangers and I probably say you know their bit of business at the beginning was to keep the experienced guys and they've worked very hard at that McGregor for me was a bit of a shock I've got to say I thought that he was going to bow out but you haven't got a problem with that because I still think there's a lot of games in Alan McGregor. You get Davis as well. People thought he's got to bow out. Still got a lot of games. Our fielding people like that. Me personally, if I was looking at the Rangers squad, it would certainly be in the, the forward areas. Wide right and through the middle for someone in there with Morellas. Well, we want to hear from you if you've got any thoughts on the transfer dealings going on at your club. 01419511025. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 on the phones, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. It's always this time of year that there's transfer rumours and stuff like that that surprise you. There was one I saw today. Mm. Apparently, Watford are about to sign. Vakunisov Bio. Do you remember him at Celtic? Celtic centre forward. Yeah, uh-huh. yes. came in. I think he played was it 17 games, only scored two goals, went away yeah. back to Belgium, didn't work out at the club he was at, ended up going out on loan, then had a very good season last time out. I think scored something like 11 goals in 19 games. Mm. But now Watford, just relegated from the Premier League, now looking to get straight back up, looking at Vakunisov Bio. Not, not a link I expected to see today. No, no, I didn't see that, but I do remember him. And let me just say one thing that I know Wilson listens to a show and he'll be shouting in his kitchen just now, no, you don't. <laughs> right, but I, but I actually do centre forward. But uh, yeah, there's um, 
there's one or two transfers that because you come to a club and you know maybe Scottish football or English football and it doesn't work out for you at that club Andrew doesn't mean you say your career's finished well, Timo Pukki's a good example he, of that when it comes brilliant. to Celtic strikers because he's scored plenty of goals in the Premier League for Norwich yeah. and, 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 and Celtic fans will probably look and think well that's not the same player that, that we signed it was just maybe different style of football um, different way of playing it just didn't fit into that, that style that Celtic were playing at the time and you go to another club and you just feel you know this is a club for me you get that confidence you start scoring the goals and you just go from there so if he does go to Watford we wish him all the very best it does always intrigue me seeing where players end up going after their spells in Scotland because another one Umar Sadiq who obviously was not a hit at Ibrox mm-hmm. whatsoever Darwin Nunez who is Liverpool's new multi-million pound striker when he left Almeria to move to Portugal the replacement they signed for Darwin Nunez was Umar Sadiq, based on his goal-scoring record. I think Partizan before then, he's gone in and done a very good job as Darwin Nunez's replacement, which is just a, a crazy thing to think you about. You can correct me here because you're quite good at these stats and I'm delighted on a Tuesday night you're thrown at me and I'm really, <laughs> I'm struggling to keep up with you. But was he not at one point linked to maybe even a move to Man United? Yeah, I think he scored against them in the Europa for League. Incredible, and, uh, for incredible yeah. money. I remember watching the lad with Rangers and I've got to say, uh, I'm very proud to now know that I wasn't the one centre forward Rangers ever had in their books so uh, no but he's carved out a, a fantastic career for himself once again different country different club suits him gets goals full of confidence probably you wouldn't even recognise him as a player now well let's hear from you at home I'm guessing you probably don't want to talk about Vakunisov by or Umar Sadiq but anything else that's on your mind 0141 let's hear a bit from Scottish FA Chief Exec Ian Maxwell he's been speaking today he expects the national team to bounce back from their World Cup disappointment however he understands the frustrations from some supporters 2021 was a, was a very positive one obviously we uh, participated in Euro matches that we were fortunate enough to host here at Hamden which was great for the nation coming at the time that it did through the pandemic we then went on to the Qatar qualifying campaign and, and finished second with the highest number of points of any second place team, we won our last six matches and, and put us in a really good position unfortunately for everybody, we, we couldn't quite get over the line in the Ukraine game and everybody was disappointed with the result and the performance um, in that perspective and it's about making sure we learn from that to, to qualify for the Euros in Germany in 24. I fully understand the frustration, I fully understand the disappointment because they were disappointing performances and results. I think it's a mark of the progress that we've made that people and supporters are expecting us to win to win those matches. The squad and Steve will be as disappointed as anybody and they'll be working as hard as they can to make sure that we don't see repeats of those and that we're winning those games because the expectation now because of the success that we've had is that we should be qualifying for major tournaments and, and that's something that I'm sure Steve and the players will take, you know, face that challenge head on there's n- absolutely no reason to think anything other than that given the, the standard of player that we've got you know the, the players on the current squad the younger ones that we've been able to get involved with the squad over the last couple of windows and, and the manager we have there's no reason to think that we won't be qualifying for major tournaments yeah, we had plenty of calls on the show last Monday it was our first show after Scotland had lost very heavily to Ireland there was a lot of angry Scotland mm-hmm. fans on the phones saying that they didn't think Steve Clark was the man to take the national side forward I don't think there would have ever been a feeling inside the SFA that 
that Steve Clark was going to leave at any point because they'd offered him a contract last year that was to see Scotland through the Euro 2024 qualification campaign and Ian Maxwell speaking there seems very confident and, and optimistic about the future of the national team Yeah, I think I think Steve Clark's got the backing um, of the people in the corridors at Hamden I think there's no doubt about that and Ian Maxwell a big fan of Steve Clark um, I think Steve Clark with the Tartan Army split is a bit like Marmite you either love him or hate him uh, you, you, you watch some Scotland games right up until Ukraine you're thinking yeah we're progressing we're going somewhere I think everyone has thought that we were heading to the World Cup uh, of that there's no doubt we were dreadful on the night uh, probably one of the worst performances that we've had for a long long time um, but I do agree with Ian Maxwell on the fact that you know we've got a good squad in there we've got good um, mixed of good experience we've got guys that playing at a very high level top level we've got you know people that you know the star for Celtic Rangers week in week out the McGregors Ryan Jack's been brilliant suitors now at Rangers so we've got players that are playing at good level European uh, obviously with Celtic and Champions League as well Ralston's had his wee th- so there's a lot to be positive uh, Andrew I know that the Ireland result was very disappointing indeed especially off the back of the disappointment of Ukraine but um, hopefully as a, a setback and we can start going in the right direction again but there's one thing for sure I think that the Ian Maxwell and the people at Hamden have decided that Steve Clark is definitely the man to try and take us there Well let's go back to the phones Kenny is a Hearts fan in Airdrie Kenny what's on your mind tonight? Uh, evening guys just uh, just to say Gordon it was a pleasure meeting him after the cup final yes Kenny pleasure meeting you for not many first people time. say it's a pleasure to meet Gordon but he'll, he'll take it so yeah, first yeah well Kenny and, uh, you handled yourself very well good compliments going in there so keep that going <laughs> thank you you know I was more baffled when we seen Alec Gray and he says to me you're Kenny the Jambo aren't you <laughs> I, was like, I can't believe it yet I was, I was getting a photo with the kids with Alec just after yourselves eh? and I thought how's he Ken me must recognise my voice. Yeah, you're famous on this show, Kenny. So, how are you looking forward to the the new season? Do you think you're um, all geared up? Aye, I'm buzzing for it, Gordon. Hey, to be honest, I'm, I've actually just seen a post coming up saying Hearts are trying to sign Alec Cochran on a permanent deal for Brighton, eh, which would please me because I think he puts a good balance on the left hand side with Kingsley left back. Eh? But I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the new signings. You know. There's all the talk about Shanklin, but uh, even having Alan Forrester already and the, the two boys for uh, Australia, you know, I'm looking forward to Rose. Is that Shanklin move, potential move, one that excites you, Kenny? Big time, aye, aye. Uh, I always say that, you know, I think I even mentioned a few seasons back to yourselves one night when I phoned up when he was at Air United and people were all sort of hesitant We going near Shanklin and, aye, he's not bad a wee bit of... We went to Dundee United and then he's went to Belgium, but fingers crossed that you know if he's getting the right ammunition and Alan Forrest would be a perfect foil for that. Yeah, he's a, he's a man that Robbie Nielsen knows mm. very well. Has not had the best of times over in Belgium. Was at a club that got relegated. I think he got five goals in twenty odd appearances. Was maybe played out of position as well at times. But Robbie Nielsen will know that if he can get Lauren Shankland in a position where he's getting you know good quality service, then he, he will score goals. Yeah, and I, I think Kenny is correct in what he's saying. As a striker, you depend on service, Andrew. And I think if you look at Hearts, you know, they had a terrific season. 
Um, they've got some exciting players there. Obviously, they've lost Suter, who was a big player for them to Rangers. But you've got guys that can create things for you. You know, Barry Mackay, I think, has been a great signing for, for Hearts. They've got, you know, good midfield players. Forrest just come in after a, a real good season at Livingston as well. Adds a bit, um, a bit of flair there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think every striker will tell you that um, if you're going to score goals, you need to really depend on the service uh, and rely on the, the quality from your teammates. And if, and if they can do that, Shanklin knows where the back of the net is, there's no doubt in that. And it may just be a case of getting him back here and he's Scotland, working with Nielsen, believing in him again. And if you know, if he gets a if he gets a run, if he does sign with hearts and he gets a run of maybe an early goal or two, the confidence just grows from there. Kenny, how do you rate Hearts' chances of another third place finish and, and obviously going into the European qualifiers as well? Very confident about it. I think uh, I think the way Robbie's developing the squad and the players he's bringing in, you know, I mean we we lost Benny uh, for a big part of last season, and, and hopefully he'll be he'll be fit again a couple of months into the, the new season. But I think there's a, a making a good team there, you know, with the, with the additions that he's brought in. It'll be interesting to see how European football potentially affects Hearts as well, because they didn't have that distraction last mm. season. But it'll be a case of them probably needing to to have a bigger squad this time, Gordon, to deal with it. Yeah, um, they're, they're looking to build. I'm, I'm sure every Hearts fan was delighted with the season. Yeah, a couple of disappointments on the way, of course they were, but their league forum at times was excellent and, you know, they finished well third um, away from the rest of the groups and obviously you're always going to have Celtic Rangers finishing top one and two. Um, but I'm sure Kenny and everyone going along there because it's a terrific stadium we play Kenny will tell you atmosphere everything so Hearts will be looking for a big season well that's all we've got time for tonight thank you to Kenny and the rest of the callers thank you for your tweets and listening in at home I'll be back tomorrow night Roger Hanna will be in the studio with me and stick around tonight because Callum Gallagher's up next